the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Broadcasting live from Nazi-occupied Tucumcari, New Mexico. <laughs> it's the Worldview Media Podcast. Shh, don't be so loud. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Gordon Runyon, and with me is co-host extraordinaire Joyce Runyon. Well, you're feeling very generous today. <laughs> Maker of homemade gin and <laughs> potato peel pie. No, that's your specialty. <laughs> What's that? The potato What's... peel pie. Oh, okay. I'll take the gin, though. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it before. I'll get some and put it in bottles on my own. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to do a worldview analysis discussion of... A quirky little movie called The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Correct. This is a British and French made film from, it's pretty recent, 2018. That's what it says. A recent movie. Made some good money in England and now it's appeared on Netflix, which is where we watched it. And so it was recommended to us by your co-worker. Yeah. Is that right? And you know, I don't think it was a bad recommendation. <laughs> it's like the first recommendation <laughs> we've gotten. <laughs> we weren't hating the movie a third in. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, we always got to expand our uh, horizons and look at things maybe outside our... Right. Things of comfort to cause us a little discomfort. <laughs> right. That's what we live for, is the discomfort. <laughs> With recommendations, sometimes it is. Yeah. But please, send in your recommendations. We probably won't hammer you by name. <laughs> okay, but this was actually a pretty good movie, so it is centered on an island called Guernsey mm -hmm. and Guernsey is located in the English Channel. Mm -hmm. Guernsey is between closer, France. Yeah, closer closer to France than it is to England. And so But it's an English Well island. we'll we'll get into that in just a little <laughs> bit. I assumed that Guernsey was part of the uh Commonwealth? The UK. Yeah. And it is not. Ever? No. But they have a bunch of British people living there. Uh, they have Guernseyites living there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. So, Guernsey was occupied by the Nazis for five years during World War II. And I, this is the first I've ever heard. Yeah, I didn't. That. 
I had no idea there were little islands along there. Right. So Guernsey was occupied, and apparently conditions were pretty bad. Things were near starvation. Mm -hmm. and according to the movie, at least, there were uh, captives from Poland <clears throat> who were being used as slaves and actually did starve to death on many occasions. Yeah, which so, isn't a hard stretch of the imagination no. with the Nazi regime. No, so <clears throat> conditions were poor. <laughs> and in the middle of that, uh, there formed, we don't have time to just tell the whole story about the, how the group got formed, but a literary society was formed and a handful of people from Guernsey attended this literary society. Basically a book club is yeah. what we would call it. And and these were legal according to the Nazi. Yeah, you had to these register were good, them. Yeah. And they Gatherings. were in a bit of a legal bind and, and mm -hmm. they had to register as a literary society in order to not be in trouble. Maybe they were getting together illegally. Yeah. So they register as a literary society and actually do function as one from that point forward. And then one of the members of the literary society traces down a female author in in London through one of the books because she put her name and address in one of the books that they got a hold of and read. And romance ensues, and it becomes a big thing about the two of them, and, and you can tell from the get-go they're supposed to be together, and their love of books and, and everything. And there's a bit of a mystery story involved as yeah, well. with one of the, the characters of the, the club. The author travels to Guernsey, to meet with the literary society there and becomes kind of caught up in trying to figure out a particular mystery involving one of their members and what happened to her and where she is. Because she had been shipped off by the Nazis. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, romance ensues. And... <laughs> 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 She realizes she really doesn't want to be with this guy that she's engaged to be with. And now, don't tell everything. Now, you told everything. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. In this romantic movie, <sighs> the guy and the girl wind up together. And they don't wind up together. And then they wind up together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so, that's about it. Tell me what you thought of this movie. Well, it is um, set in that time frame. Just after World War II. Yeah. So, it's more of a period piece type of thing with the costuming and with the, the sets and modes of transportation and all of that. And, um, you know, with a title like it is, I was a little leery worried that this could be something weird because it was a recommendation <laughs> we've got a good track record with those but um i i was pleasantly surprised the 
characters were some actors that I'd seen and some other things that I had enjoyed. Yeah, basically, if you've seen the Harry Potter movies and Downton Abbey, then you know all the actors. <laughs> Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't know about that. There's only like 20 actors in England, and they star in everything. In everything. That's uh, We need to move then. If you're looking for an acting career, you need to move. So, but um, you're saying it we was the go? was the Peggy Carter one, not Agent Carter. Was that it? Agent Carter. Somebody from that was in there. Yeah, Stark's yeah. Butler, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if I recognized anyone from Potter, but that's also a, a good cast. <laughs> <laughs> They're all there. Okay. Uh, so I liked the movie. I thought it was a good movie. I think you probably thought it was a little bit longer and maybe slower in some parts. And Do you deny it was long and slow? It is a longer movie. <laughs> and slow. I didn't find it so slow as perhaps you did. So, But it, it was a... It's about two hours, so... It is a longer movie, but... I enjoyed the characters... I liked the the scenes. I thought they were they were good. I liked the story. I liked the little bit of intrigue, what happened, the different perspectives on the same story. You know, you had outsiders that didn't know anything guessing and suspecting about what had happened with the worst light that could possibly be put yeah. on the situation yeah. as opposed to those who were involved. And it's got to be a small community. It's an island. Everybody knows everybody's business if you want them to or not. That's one of the the joys of the small community. <laughs> right. Right. And so uh, misperceptions and misunderstandings and that some people were fine with believing whatever they wanted to believe, uh, casting aspersions on people without care because they could. Yeah. You know, believing the worst. And then maybe that's the way we are. Maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was a little bit slow. And it wasn't that it wasn't entertaining. I think it it was. And the story is decent. Mm -hmm. You really do. Or I did anyway. I was, I was interested in what the resolution of the little mystery was. Yeah. Well, and then there there was also the big contrast, how the war had affected these two islands. You know, with the England proper being, um, yeah, they'd gotten bombed, they'd had trouble, but they were coming back sooner. It was a more festive atmosphere. Oh, yeah. And then you go to Guernsey and it's still recovering. Of course, they were occupied, so it it's a little bit different. Yeah, recovery yeah. than what was going on in England. Okay. Yeah, I'd say that that was an interesting contrast there. And it had a little bit, I don't want to talk too much about this because I want to talk about it in the next segment, but it had a little bit of like Dead Poets Society sort of reverence for literature as art mm. and then the power of that art to 
I don't know, do miraculous things and people who pay attention to it or, or something like that. And so I was, I think I was reminded a little bit of that sort of thing. Not quite the same, but in that ballpark. Well, I think too, you know, as we think about uh, what people did for entertainment, yeah. If you look at Pride and Prejudice when the dreadful cousin comes and wants to do readings for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, that's kind of, that's what you did. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was the, the entertainment of the day. You read what somebody else had written because there were no podcasts or <laughs> television shows right. or plays or movies or, or you know, it goes on and yeah. on. So... You think if if something happened and we were like temporarily out of power, like for months or something, like a couple of months, let's say there it was hard to get electrical power or something, I think we'd suddenly become a reading society again. <laughs> so there'd be some people freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, assuming assuming that didn't like inspire like a real life purge or yeah. something like that. Yeah, because you know everybody has a cell phone. You're always connected to someone somewhere somehow, yeah. and that would that would be a big culture shock. And it's funny to think of that because ten, twenty years ago, that wasn't that wasn't the way it was. Yeah, yep. Things change pretty rapidly. Technology, man, it's the power of the left future. Me behind, and I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, uh, eh, I don't know if it was technology <laughs> or. <laughs> Time or <laughs> I'm practically Bongo the Clown. <laughs> practically. <laughs> All right. So, your overall grade then? I would give it an A. Really? Yeah, I'd give it an A. I I would definitely recommend the movie to really? somebody else. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'd give it an A. Not like. You know, Super strong, a. yeah. I'd give it a B minus. I, I didn't hate it, but it was too long. For I, you. Yeah, and I wouldn't watch it again. Like I was, if I was flipping through channels and saw that it was on TV, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it on that. I'd watch like a rerun of Nash or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> okay, well. Then that's good. So we'll uh, give two not so enthusiastic thumbs up. Not so enthusiastic. You're the one who's not enthusiastic. You're, you would call yourself enthusiastic? My grade is better than your grade. Oh, barely. <laughs> All right. Well. So you'd rather get a B? B is just as good as an A, pretty much. Yeah. Oh. Depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Mediocrity? Well, passing the class. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take our break here and come back and talk more worldview sorts of things. See you in a bit. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, 
then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. Hey, it's us. We're back. Worldview Media Podcast. The most frivolous podcast on the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network. And? Your one-stop shop for all your <laughs> dominionizing needs. Reconstructionist Radio. Nice. All right. I didn't even have to have that written down. That was just it's right like off you, the top of my head. It's like you have a memorized or something. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So we are talking again about... Can I nail the title without looking? <laughs> I can't. The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Hey, nice. <laughs> Give you a high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good radio. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do the noise now. All right. There you go. <laughs> uh, All right. So this movie does. It's. I don't mean this as an insult, but it's kind of a small movie. You know, nothing's blowing up or yeah. anything like that. And and, uh, and it really is about characters. And mm-hmm. Because what happens is as the, as the female protagonist of the story is pursuing her investigation of the mystery, mm-hmm. she winds up then having to deal with the individual characters who are in this literary society mm-hmm. asking them questions and and becoming friends with them <clears throat> and so it is a very character driven movie yeah and it by necessity then a character driven movie is going to have things to say about human nature in general i think most of the time that's going to be true yeah and I feel like there is a lot of that here. And you mentioned before that Guernsey as an island, uh, in this movie it's shown recuperating from the war at a very different pace than the Isle of England. Yes. And probably just because of the occupation and the time. It, it, it's different to be bombed than it is to have... Occupied soldiers, uh, whipping you and yeah, well, taking all you of your things and, and yeah, and you know, curfews and right. you have to do what I say and it doesn't matter what you think about what I say, right? Yeah, or really if you think brutal. you have any rights or yeah, law no longer exists, it's whatever comes out of my mouth. Right. So that's pretty obvious. We see Guernsey recovering at a much slower pace. And I think that, at least in some cases, the reason for that slowness of pace is 
the reasons are different. There are some people who are dealing with loss mm-hmm. and many people who are dealing with guilt and also people who are dealing with forgiveness and the struggle to forgive or mm-hmm. or not even understanding that they need to. Yeah. And the trouble that causes psychologically. And so those themes, those are all very biblical themes. And you, as you sit back as a Christian and watch this, you can see at many times, well, the solution is this, you know, you've got to, (laughs) yeah, you've got to find a biblical way of dealing with your guilt, which you obviously haven't found. And you have to, you have to find a way of forgiving this one who hurt you Mm -hmm. and you haven't found either one of those yet. And so your hopes of really recovering are probably not that great, you know. And so I think what you have then, and I think we see this all the time, I encounter it in my attempts to function as a pastor for people. I think you run into the fact that a lot of the trouble that people have in their lives is because they're in a great deal of pain and they don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit the source of it. They Mm -hmm. want to cover over it. But the pain causes them to reach out in bad directions for something or another or someone that they think is going to alleviate that pain. And a lot of this is subconscious. They don't even know that that's what they're doing, but it clearly is. Yeah. You know, and so that realization for me as a pastor trying to counsel with people has spawned Runyon's first rule of pain in counseling situations. Which is? And that is only the fool underestimates the power of pain to make people do stupid things. And that sounds overly simplistic, but it's real, it's true all the time. And I've lost track of how many uh, women that I've talked to who either were lesbians or they currently are. And... And I'm not saying that I have a great sample size here, but the the lesbians that I have got a chance to talk to about it, every single one of them told me that they were molested by a male family member when they were young. Mm -hmm. And and it just seems clear as a bell to me (laughs) that, well, no wonder you now at age 25 or 35... (laughs) You find yourself never having been attracted to males. Yeah. And you're acting like this is a natural thing. Yeah. But only the fool underestimates the power of pain to make people do stupid things in an effort to alleviate that. And I think you see that in the in the film. And, <clears throat> and this leads to another thing that we mentioned and we were both kind of talking about is that the literary society itself reaches out as a whole to novels mm-hmm. and they find some they find some kind of solace don't you think in 
is it the escape of the stories or or what is it i'm i'm not sure i'd like to hear your thoughts on that well i think anytime you you dive into a book it is an escape you're going to another place uh even if things are messed up there somehow everything is always resolved and tied up <laughs> neatly at the end and you get to meet some characters and go some places and so I think it is a big escape for them. And you got to remember that they kind of fell into this where they had to do it. Right. This isn't yeah. This isn't why they started because they loved books, but I think the books provided them a way to deal with all of the stress around them. Sure. Because they got to check out for an hour, <laughs> you know, right. a week or whatever and had something to look forward to and that camaraderie and that fellowship that they had in that and um, and they weren't just reading the text. They started to where they were, you know, talking more deeply about it and debating it and becoming more um, knowledgeable about authors and what they wrote and the characters. And and so there was a yeah. lot of growth in that as well. So it wasn't just um, reading for fun. <laughs> you know, I think this became more than that. And for me, it just made me think of the power of words and so many people want to say things foolishly without thinking about what they're saying or to not say things because well this won't mean anything to anybody if I say something but words really are a powerful tool that we have of expression to give gratitude for Thanksgiving you know even for um, for discipline and reproof words are very powerful and and they they can hit the mark in ways <laughs> that uh, are astonishing. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Exactly. So for me, I think I would have liked it better had they gone to a Bible. But would that have <laughs> right. been something the Germans would have allowed? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was just going to say that the times that we did see them actually having a meeting for all the world it looked to me like a home fellowship yeah. bible study yeah it's just that the text was not scripture yeah but they were kind of treating it as if it was scripture mm -hmm. you know for them it was whatever book they were looking at had a sense of holiness or transcendence about it if you know what i mean yeah that, that these books were transcendent and had the power to make them transcend as well. And that's where I kind of think that an appreciation for art can devolve into idolatry. Oh, well, yeah, definitely with that. I have no problem with that at all. But I still say their circumstance was unique. And even with that, that they were doing, you know, enjoying these books thoroughly yeah and and I think just the the level of the literature that they were looking at was a lot better than what we have a lot of what we have floating <laughs> around today that passes as literature well they're reading a lot of what passes classes, as classics yeah. yeah you know and they may have not been classics at their time but you know in comparison to what you know, there's a lot of, I like to read, and there's a lot of things that I just, I won't even look in certain sections because I don't want to deal with all the language, with all the sexuality, with all the, 
you know, yeah. I want right. characters, I want stories, I want places. I and it's hard to find those things. Right. So you've been driven to like the whole it's kind of a new genre, the whole genre that was launched by Harry Potter in terms of not magic and witchcraft, but just uh, a youth, a, a youth or young adult mm -hmm. fiction, and a lot of that is fantasy centered, or you know. What well, I'm you know they've got different stories in there, but you don't have to deal with yeah with language. It's not an issue. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and I was really happy when Rowling was writing an adult novel. And I went to my library and I checked it out and I started reading it and I said, this is horrible. I can't take it for the language. <laughs> right. You know, maybe this is how it is, but I, don't need I wouldn't hang it. around people like that in real life. And I'm not going to spend hours reading a book with people that talk like that. <laughs> and I never finished it. I took it back and that was it. Yeah. You know, um, our literature now just really, it isn't. It isn't what it could be. Is that a supply problem or a demand problem? <sighs> I'm convinced it's a demand problem. Yeah. That we don't... Yeah. <clears throat> Michael Minkoff has... <clears throat> I believe it's him that has really crusaded for the idea that one of the best things Christians can do to elevate the arts... This is not, you know, maybe we are not the artists, but we can demand better from the artists mm -hmm. and uh, just demand a little higher quality and stuff like that. That that's part of how we affect the arts, and or should anyway. Yeah. What are you buying? Why are you buying that? Right. Where's <laughs> your support going? Yeah. Uh. So I thought that was really interesting, but then it raises the question of, well, how then does the Christian engage in something like that? If you got invited to a literary society that was looking at a book that you had read, how... Well, I think that comes back again to your worldview. If you're a Christian, you should have a Christian worldview, and so everything you see through those, through that lens should reflect you back to... The, well, this is how man is because God says we're all fallen creatures and sin is something that we all deal with. Oh, <laughs> who's going to like to hear that? <laughs> but I mean, so it just goes back to your, to your worldview. And I think so many people try to, to fit in to wherever they're at so I'm gonna maybe not be as critical of something here because well this is business or this is my job and I really shouldn't bring God into this because this is a government position and I'm supposed to check him at the door when I walk in to work <laughs> and no no you don't <laughs> right. Right. so uh, it's just being true to what you should say regardless of where you are well right and the obvious one thing that ought to be kind of obvious is that this podcast exists because we don't believe that christians have to withdraw from yeah consuming the arts and stuff like that in fact part of what we're hoping to do is not only inspire the creators but the consumers and 
to be more self-consciously Christian about the way we approach the arts and, and what we yeah what we hope to get from them and what we demand from them to think a little bit more to think <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> and that that idea isn't original with us for sure but uh, and a lot of people have been doing it for many years we're just hoping to popularize <laughs> popularize <laughs> popularize the you like to eyes a lot of things I dominionize I popularize <laughs> Yeah, there you go. All right, let's see. What else was in there? So I think there's some other things in here with just about uh, who's your neighbor type in of issues. Way? In what way was that? Um, with Elizabeth, who you know, everybody else was like, you know, just let it be. Th these aren't our people. These aren't. Don't get involved. And. Golly, we hear about that a lot too. Don't get involved. That's political. Don't get involved. That's right. not what right. you should be doing as a Christian. Don't get involved because it could come back on you. Don't do that right. because people are going to start looking at you as a weirdo because don't get involved. Yeah, you get in and get involved with seeing whether or not your neighbors are really being treated justly, and suddenly you've got people like John MacArthur coming out with statements about how. Uh, you're probably being distracted from the gospel because you're seeking to do these things instead of just preaching this narrow message of whether or not you go to heaven and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all true. So the lead character in the story does take an interest and, and, and does genuinely want to see relationships restored and see if this injustice if there's any way to recover it any way to fix it any way to establish justice mm -hmm. and she really kind of well she puts herself out for the sake of doing that and jeopardizes some career things here and there yeah so yeah that was that was all good oh i was gonna mention this is neither here nor there for worldview issues. <laughs> but how messed up are all the countries in the UK? Because uh, Britain itself, or England itself, and the Isle of Guernsey, they don't have, like, actual written constitutions. They have, quote-unquote, unwritten constitutions. Hmm. And... Uh, and so if you go on Wikipedia and try to figure out what is the exact political status of the Isle of Guernsey, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> they, <laughs> it's officially called a, a crown dependency, which means it's not part of the UK. It's supposedly its own jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things it does that it has to get approval from Great Britain for and and great britain is apparently responsible for their protection and they negotiate on their behalf and stuff but they're not part of the uk hmm. and uh that sounds fishy well i think that's why a lot of people left and came to america <laughs> <laughs> because our written constitution has worked so well you know it did <laughs> 
until we had people that tried to uh, say, well, if what they meant was this. I don't care what it says. Right. This was really more of the f intent. Right. Because they had no idea. <laughs> Strange. All right. But it was, it's a, it's a decent little movie to watch. I mean, I'm not hating on it or anything. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good movie. All right. You got anything else on this? Uh, you, there's just other little things that if you see, you'll probably say, oh, yeah, there were these other little things. <laughs> other issues. That yeah. But they're just, of course, again, with your worldview lens about, you know, how you should treat your neighbor. Should you, should you gossip about them? <laughs> what do you need to believe about your neighbors? Right. Yeah, that and, was definitely uh, in there. And you mentioned something about the characters generally all had a willingness to believe the worst about everybody that was around them. Yeah. Well, outside of their group. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was something else. But now it has escaped me. We probably covered it. So you're all satisfied and don't even know I'm it. I'm satisfied. <laughs> don't even know it. I just have to go away now. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to talk yourself into dissatisfaction. So, no, it's a pretty good movie. You should should give it a watch. And if you have any recommendations for us, please send them to <laughs> Gordon at the Internet. <laughs> Gordon at the Internet dot Google. <laughs> Well, we'll say goodbye for this week and uh, talk to you next time. Until that time, go out and dominionize. <laughs> All that kingdom stuff. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs>